Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the sky above us. And you can just feel the excitement this morning building, building toward the solar eclipse tomorrow, which happens to be one of the most beautiful, fantastic, wonderful solar eclipses that we have had the pleasure of experiencing in uh, quite a while. And as well, today we are sitting here literally just about two minutes away from Pluto moving into retrograde. So if that happens at 8.02 a.m. Pacific time, those of you on the East Coast, that'll be 11.02. And this will be the beginning of the first retrograde of the season. So of 2022, literally. Uh, since uh, late January, we have had all the planets in forward mo uh, motion, which has given us momentum, the ability to take steps and move forward. I see that it has also created, in my own life, uh, plenty of opportunities, and that kind of can get confusing as to, well, which one do I do? Which one do I take? Which path do I take? So I, fe I feel like there's probably been some confusion out there for people, too, with all of these planets retrograde. So now uh, with Pluto, just a minute from becoming retrograde himself, we have an opportunity with an outer planet to see how we fit into the bigger picture, the bigger collective uh, screen, if you will, of the world at large. Now, Pluto will be in retrograde motion until October 8th, where he, today he is at 28 degrees, let's see, 28 degrees, 36 minutes of Capricorn, and he won't move very far backwards. He turns uh, direct on October 8th at 26 degrees of Capricorn. So today he's sitting on top of my Saturn, and he will turn direct on my Ascendant. Yay. Wow. <laughs> I, in my life, never thought about how a Pluto stationing uh, on uh, a major planet in my chart and then also on my Ascendant later in the year would affect me. Uh, I, in fact, I think if I had seen this, in fact, I did see the conjunction to Saturn several years ago, and I kind of filled, I was filled a little bit with dread, you know, about it going, what does that mean? Uh, because we think of those two planets. One is Pluto, transformation, literally death and rebirth, regeneration energy, and Saturn about duty and responsibility and karma and rewards. So we have the potential for, you know, some really big things when we have a conjunction like that, but it can also scare you. And so here we are now with this new energy of Pluto turning retrograde at one of the last degrees of the sign of the builder. So I took a look at, well, what does this mean for all of us in general? So first of all, if you have your own astrology chart, you want to take a look at where Pluto is, and it is in the sign of Capricorn. So find Capricorn, and that is the house then of your chart that is being affected by this regenerative uh, energy. Now, when Pluto moves into retrograde, we have a time for reflection and contemplation and issues where we have had, where we've been manipulated or manipulating or where we have been disempowered or empowered come up to the surface for us to integrate to contemplate what our next steps might be, and so on and so forth. It might even be like the next, 
the literal next steps being revealed to you when you slow things down a bit uh, and and really look at, well, what do I want to do now? It's, it's probably going to be a time for us to gain some real spiritual awareness and some spiritual power, really embodying the divine here. Now, uh, I wanted to check and I forgot to check uh, what, and that's 2021, I don't need that one, which means I have the 2022 out here somewhere. I wanted to check and see what gate Pluto is sitting at for all of us right now. And he's sitting at the gate 60. So he's turning retrograde at the gate 60, which is a gate that sits on the uh, root center that is sometimes called the gate of acceptance or the gate of limitation. To me, when I look at that gate, it's really one that brings us into limitation where we have to bring in our focus, right? Instead of casting a wide net as to what we want to do or where we want to go or what our next steps are, we can bring it in a little bit and focus in a little bit narrower path. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't still see the bigger picture or stay aligned with, you know, what the bigger goal is. But now we can bring it in a little narrower to see what it is that we do next. And the gate 60 has another interesting energy associated with it, and that is conservation. And conservation here, meaning whatever it is that we want to create, needs to be of a sustainable nature, right? You can't just think about, well, what are the benefits in the now? It also has to be able to gain some legs and stand the test of time. That is what happens with Pluto in Saturn's territory, Capricorn, the sign ruled by Saturn. So interesting, what's going to take what's going to have some longevity in your life that you want to create. Okay. And a lot of times we see that by what house it is in, in your astrology chart. So woohoo, there we have that. Now, as well today, we have Mercury, the, the planet of communication and the mind and our actions as far as travel perhaps or transportation moving into the sign of gemini now remember earlier this week on tuesday he moved into the shadow area of his next retrograde and his retrograde will begin on may 10th at four degrees of gemini so today he's actually moving into gemini so for the next few days maybe a week and a half we are going to be able to see more about what is going on in our minds. There might be a tendency to think very clearly, and there might also be a tendency to be scattered in your thinking. So our, our ability to stay focused right now is in the positive, let's say, but as we get to the retrograde, things might start falling apart, especially if we begin to scatter our energy across the many different things that we could do. So it's interesting to me that we have Pluto retrograde today, Mercury into Gemini today, and then tomorrow we have the solar eclipse that brings us perhaps the, the uh, energy of something new. And we're going to dig into that solar eclipse here in a few minutes, but I want to talk about where we are today as well as it sets the tone for where it is that we go on the solar eclipse. So uh, also, I want to make sure you understand that with um, Pluto moving retrograde today and Mercury moving into Gemini, it sets up a field of energy where uh, Jupiter becomes a fortunate planet 
both in the energy of transformation, regeneration, or rebuilding, reconstructing, all of that, but also becomes a fortunate planet in the solar eclipse as he is in a conjunction with Venus. And again, we're going to look at that deeper when we get to the solar eclipse itself. So to me right now, whatever it is that seems to be changing or whatever it is that uh, what transformational energies that you are feeling the need to accommodate, it is leading us to a fortunate expression of those energies. So think about the things that are changing that right now that are positioning you for something really good, right? And of course, a lot of this has to do with our intention. What is your intention? Is your intention to suffer more about what's been going on in your life? Or is your intention to live in alignment with co-creation, with joyfulness, with living out your life purpose, um, contributing your love, your passion to society? It's really kind of all up to you, right? It's really up to you. And that's the thing I really like about this kind of, of uh, time in our astrological year because it really does put the responsibility on us to determine where it is we want to go and how it is we're going to live out the highest and best of the transit. And Jupiter just helps us with that. Mercury is bringing us ideas and possibilities with his first little foray into Gemini right now for before he goes retrograde. And then Pluto retrograde giving us that moment to do some reflection, to contemplate and look inward for more of the steps that we need to take in order to, to really change our lives. So that to me is really special energy. Now, I want to talk about the, um, the moon today, because a new moon coming tomorrow tells us that there's, you know, the potential for something new to begin, but we're also having to finish up something, right? Because we're still in the dark of the moon, right? We're in uh, the closing uh, phase of the previous moon, right? The new moon, which was in Aries last time. So today with the moon in Aries, closing out the Aries cycle, what is it that we need to learn about our experiences with that last moon? So uh, just some uh, details, the moon is in Aries today and moves into the void at 2.38 p.m. Pacific time, then is in the void until 5.19 p.m. Pacific time, and then we'll move into Taurus to prepare for the new phase of the moon. So Aries energy is go get them, go getter kind of, of energy. It is ruled by Mars. So when we put the moon in Aries, we have a relationship with the moon and Mars. So now we also set ourselves up for what might be emotional confrontations or conflicts that come up in our own emotional field that we then might project outward onto others or that others might project outward onto us. So we have to be aware of that and make sure that we don't entertain emotional volatility during this day, right? We're not going to become reactive. We want to be able to learn response, right? To be able to understand what is it that the world is showing me by this interaction with this person and not responding in a way that undermines the relationship perhaps, but really can learn to understand. This is straightforward energy in Aries, Aries and Mars 
and the moon here are straight shooters. And that means often some of the things that have to be said come out bluntly, maybe, or come out without a lot of filtering. So if that's aimed at you, understand it's just a function of the emotional field right now. And if you are about to aim that at someone else, slow down a bit, <sighs> breathe before you send out those uh, angry arrows at people. Uh, but it is an assertive energy that we find ourselves in. We're completing something. We're asserting ourselves. We are energetically ready to propel ourselves forward. And what we propel ourselves forward into has a lot to do with what we are passionate about. Where do our passions lie? The energy of the moon in Aries can sometimes be activist energy. I liken this one to where we get on our soapboxes or we, you know, enjoin into a cause or our, our speech begins to uh, talk about things that we want to change. So we can become our own inner activist, our own inner warrior, right? This is warrior energy as well. It is Martian energy. Now, Martian energy has outward pushing masculine energy associated with it. So sometimes in this situation where we have a feminine planet, which wants to call us inward uh, and, you know, live in the emotional field uh, versus a, a planet like Mars that's ruling the sign that the moon is in, we can have some conflict inside of us as well, inner conflict about, well, what is, what is it that I'm passionate about? Where do I want to take my life? What do I want to do? This is also protector energy and as well, an energy that leads by action. And by that, I mean, sometimes this energy thinks last or acts first, thinks last. So we have to be aware of uh, the natural feeling that we have of wanting to push ourselves out there. But is that correct for you? When we take a look at uh, the last degrees here that the moon is in before she goes into the um, new uh, cycle, she's sitting at the gate 27. The 27, remember, that we talked about where the sun also was earlier in the week. And that is the gate of nurturing, nurturing ourselves, making sure that we are not pushing ourselves out there in a deficit situation, right? That means that my cup is full before I take action. And my leading by example kind of energy here would be about filling myself up, living from my fullness, and then sharing of that with others. But it has to be a continuous process, right? Filling my cup, sharing, filling my cup, sharing, because otherwise you're coming from a deficit and it undermines your energy, your health, your finances, your relationships, all of that kind of stuff can take a hit. And living from that deficit can put you in the way of living out the shadow energies here. So let's just take a quick look at the shadow energies that we are dealing with in the Aries moon as she's finishing up her transit and finishing up the cycle of the last new moon. And the shadow here can be selfishness. And I think sometimes we get that confused. We get selfishness confused with, with self-care, right? That you know, and, and this is prominent often with women, but, you know, I bet Tom could tell us that it also happens with men where they're so busy doing, protecting, leading, guiding, 
that they don't take the time to fill themselves up in order to be able to sustain that kind of outward pushing energy. So we have to understand that selfishness means I'm taking away energy from you in order to fill my cup. But if I'm taking care of me and filling my cup, then I have more to share with you. And that becomes self-centeredness, not selfishness. There can also be an uncaring attitude sometimes about Aries, like some, you know, sometimes they just, this is an energy that just trods on other people, just pushes forward, uh, uncaring about the impact that others might be having. You know, we've had a lot of attitude like this with mother nature, right? Just trotting all over the earth and not even thinking twice about what overfishing the waters might mean or spilling uh, uh, nuclear waste into the ocean might mean for not only the fish and the sea life, but ultimately, how does that impact us? So this can be this, this Aries ram-headed energy that doesn't take the time to think about impact, right, or uh, consequences. This can be competitive energy. Mars is the ruler. Mars loves competition. It can also be opportunistic. And don't get that mixed up if you are an opportunistic something in your human design. We use that word in human design to denote that you are someone that gets your opportunities from the people that you know. When we're talking about the shadow of opportunism, we're talking again about taking advantage of people when they're down or taking advantage of situations um, that other people cannot take advantage of. Being hurtful, being aggressive, and downright rude. These are all shadow energies of the moon's final push through the sign of Aries. But of course, the next stop is the uh, at 5.19 p.m. Pacific, 8.19 for those of you on the East Coast, is when the moon moves into Taurus. And while we'll still be in the completion phase of the last new moon, we will be preparing for what comes next. So let's understand Taurus. And then I have something else to share about the Pleiadian calendar. And then we'll move into the, the solar eclipse. So loyal are po the positive characteristics of Taurus loyal and grounded, calm energy, focused energy. Thank God, right? If Mercury's moving into Gemini today and the tendency for us to do is get way many thoughts going through our heads and to lose focus or get scattered. The moon's move later on today and for the new moon into Taurus is gonna give us some steadiness, some focus, and also that grounded feeling. This is a sign that is ruled by Venus. So we have the opposite. We have the feminine energy of Venus rather than uh, earlier in the day today, the uh, masculine energy of Mars. And as Venus is the ruler here, there's a peacefulness to it, a calm, an artistic uh, flair to it. It's nurturing, nurturing energy. The moon in Taurus brings up abundance. That's a big key word for this uh, this solar eclipse. So keep that in your, in your mind. It is harmonious energy wants to work to bring harmony and balance as stable and sees life as full of pleasure, beauty, and sensual delights, 
right? This is a very grounded, earthy sign that becomes uh, immured in the senses, right? So sensuality. Now, of course, every sign has its shadow. Taurus does as well. And so some of the characteristics that we might need to work through as we head into the new moon solar eclipse might be where we've been stubborn, where we are refusing to yield or we've become unyielding or inflexible. Um, we might have to deal with guilt feelings. And this comes up quite frequently when we're talking about self-care and nurturing, which was an, a, you know, an important energy leading us to this moon, the, the new moon. Uh, because sometimes we might feel guilty about taking the time for ourselves and feeling like, you know, that is me being selfish again, right? We have to leave that old paradigm. We have to understand that self-nurturing is very important and not a reason for guilt to come up. Now, of course, guilt can come up in, in other ways for other reasons, but guilt is a shadow energy. It is not a positive energy, right? It is an indication of where you're holding on to the past. Unworthy, right? Worth, value um, is a part of the Taurus experience. And this is because Taurus rules the second house and the second house is about how we value ourselves, what we value, our self-worth, self-esteem, how we feel confident and worthy to receive the abundance of the universe or of the of the world. There is a slant here of materialism. We saw that really prominent in 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 the time period where Saturn and Jupiter were coming together in their conjunctions in Taurus and it led to materialism and an overemphasis on the material world. So Taurus can be very materialistic. But if you want to turn that around on its head, it's about being resource sustainable, right? Resource sustainable. There is a, a possibility of greed coming up here, of being unpleasant in your interactions with people. And because Taurus goes to our very survival, it's the first earth sign, the first grounding that we get into being able to be self-sufficient and take care of ourselves, have enough resources uh, to carry out our life's mission, our life's work, um, it can be in a survival mindset. So we, those are some of the more negative or shadowy energies that we need to contend with, moving them out of our, our world so that we can live in the beauty of the positive, right? But we also live in a dual world. So we have also to prepare to experience the duality in it as well. And just because we note where we have in the past had issues around abundance or worth or self-worth, um, it doesn't mean that we are doomed to be that way because the opposite side of that same coin is the ability to be abundant and full of passion and living our life totally fulfilled. All right. I hope that makes sense to everybody. Um, and now before I end up over in the solar eclipse, I want to point out that today is also a one day in our Pleiadian Earth calendar. Today is one intuiting. Now remember the days that are the ones, they are sort of the umbrella or the overlighting energy for the next 13 days or for the next round of our evolution in, of consciousness. 
And one intuiting in the Mayan calendar was Kib. And Kib was sometimes represented by a vulture, sometimes a death mask. It showed us that there is uh, an inner part of us that is contained within us that knows what to do next and can eat away at all of the false pretenses that we have in our outer self. So using our intuition as a guide is a big theme in this particular 13-day period of time. And it's all about following your hearts to what feels right within you. It's amazing to me to have this day as the beginning of the energies for the next 13 uh, days and also the prelude to the solar eclipse tomorrow, where we move into the energy of two to um, evolving energy, which in Mayan calendar was uh, Kaban, which was the representation of an earthquake. So when we look at this, we can see if we're following our intuition, right, if we're aligning with that inner voice, that inner gut instinct, that inner um, North Star, if you will, then we can create a self earthquake, right, a self changing uh, uh, dynamic uh, with the new moon by setting powerful intentions that are going to move us forward fearlessly, but also into a much more abundant life. So I'm going to take a pause for just a moment and see what questions might be coming out out there. Let me just say a blanket hello to everybody because I'm not going to be able to remember everybody that's checked in with me since uh, I started this morning. Uh, but anyway, we have Tanya. Good morning, Susie, Lisa, uh, Lisa Lino. Good morning to you. And uh, all of you who are out there, if you have questions on something, um, let me know in the chat. I will look at those at the end of the broadcast today. And for those of you who are listening out there in the podcast, you can always go to my website at living-astrology.com. Use the messenger tool that pops up when you go there and you can leave me messages uh, about uh, questions that you might have about this new moon or anything else that we talked about today. Okay. Let's dive into the new moon. This is one that is very exciting, even though it is only a partial solar eclipse. This isn't even a full-on eclipse. <laughs> I mean, to be excited about an eclipse, usually a solar eclipse, it's because we're going to be able to visually connect with it. We're going to see the Earth's shadow completely cover the, the sun, and we're, we're going to see that corona around the sun. It's usually visually so exciting, right? Um, this one not right this is a partial solar eclipse and that means that the full force of our personality isn't covered up in this one in favor of the more inner dynamic so i think maybe the reason there's some excitement around this is because it almost gives us equal access to the inner and the outer expression of who we are right i love that so the actual eclipse and new moon right we, we really want to tune in that this is a new moon the eclipse being a part of this jacks up the energy for intention, for new beginnings, for moving in a new direction, for really tuning into the atmosphere uh, of the, the morphogenetic fields even, or just the fields of energy, the ley lines, whatever you want to call them, to see direction. What direction do I need to go? Do I want to go, right? 
Um, the eclipse is at 10 degrees, 21 minutes of Taurus, which also puts it at the start of the second decan uh, in the sign, which has a Virgo feeling to it. So now we also have the sensual, artistic, creative, abundant nature of Taurus, but we also have the more organized and uh, uh, feeling of, of becoming uh, stepwise in our accommodation of our goals due to that Virgo influence, right? Virgo loves to be organized, perfects. Uh, is really good at, you know, picking out what needs to be done, uh, the analysis qualities of this sort of new moon placement means that we can easily tap in to what needs to be let go of, uh, uh, what we need to let go of, or what we need to accommodate or bring more of into our lives. And it's interesting in human design. So we're looking at this now astro design wise. We see the moon is at 10, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the solar eclipse new moon will be at 10 degrees Taurus with that Virgo touch to it. And in human design, the sun and moon will both be at the gate 24, which sits on the Ajna. It's the middle gate that moves up to the head center, right? So it will connect our thinking, analytical mind to the gate of 61, which is awe and wonder. So we're bringing in some of that alchemical, magical ability to create what we desire when we're aligned heart, soul, and emotions, right? So the gate in our human design, in quantum human design, is called the gate of blessings. In traditional human design, this was more uh, about the gate of rationalization. So I'm going to tell you that rationalizing can sometimes move us away from the blessings, right? <laughs> if we're going to rationalize why it is I don't have this and feel like, you know, uh, if from a worth standpoint that this is all I deserve, then we're really kind of in the shadow energy of that rationalizing mind when we are more aligned with the blessings in this particular placement of the moon uh, and the sun, we are aimed at the experiences that we've had showing us that everything is happening in the right and perfect way for us. Even if it wasn't such a pleasant story, a pleasant thing that happened, we are still aligned with what feels good and with, um, the height of our passions, right? So that's the thing that we have to keep in mind with this whole idea of blessings. This is like one of the gratitude gates as well. So uh, I was reading, I think this was a book I was reading. Gosh, I get, I have information overload some days. <laughs> Today might be one of those. Um, in somewhere that I was reading, uh, it might've even been, oh, it was a, a an audio I was listening to on the way home from Idaho. Uh, about from Kyle, um, the guy that does the cards, Kyle Gray, I think is his name. And he was talking about rather than going to the universe or to God or source or whatever goddess and saying, oh, please, can I have, or please, may I, or, oh, please, you know, bring me this. Um, it was more that we should be in gratitude for having it, even if it's not something we see yet. So it's thank you for the blessings in my life. Thank you for uh, showing me the path to get to where I want to be. 
thank you for showing me what's important to me. Thank you for showing me what intentions I need to set. Thank you for showing me how to align again with my purpose. All of those things begin with gratitude, not with please, not with please may I, right? It's a thank you, thank you, thank you. And aligning that way with the blessing suddenly brings our head, our heart, and our emotions into alignment, right? I challenge you to feel down if you're calibrating all of the blessings that you have in your life. So like when I can't sleep at night or when I'm feeling like my life is falling apart or something tragic has happened in my life, one of the things that saved my little butt was being grateful for all of the blessings, right? So this is a great reminder in this solar eclipse to be grateful, even if the experience wasn't what you wanted. Even if what you think right now isn't exactly how you would like your life, I am so grateful for the experiences that I'm learning, uh, that I'm having, that are teaching me what I really do want in my life. And thank you for aligning me more closely with where my heart is, right? So use it to your advantage, right? You want to be able to connect to uh, what your your heart and your head and your emotions, when they're aligned, they give you abundance, right? They bring you that. The earth I want to look at too in this, because the earth is sitting at the gate 44, the last of the fear slash survival gates that we have to contend with until October, September, October. And this one is a gate of patterns. Now I want to share something super funny, special, weird about this particular gate. I have this gate at my Neptune in my own human design chart. And earlier this week, I had a very uh, unemotional expression experience with uh, something that's been nagging at me. And I, I don't want to share the details so much. But what I was able to suddenly connect to was a pattern and seeing how the pattern in my life would keep repeating itself. Okay, so that's first, right? The earth is challenging us to look at the patterns and the patterns that repeat themselves. If they're positive and awesome, keep it up. <laughs> if they're positive and you love it, uh, keep those up, right? But if you're noticing patterns of giving up on yourself or of having blow ups in your relationships or not receiving what it is that you uh, wanted, on and on, having health challenges over and over again. Those are calls from your soul to realign, right? To realign yourself, to look at the pattern. And if you see the pattern and it's repeating itself, the common denominator in the pattern is you, right? Your attitudes, your experiences, your behaviors. And I took a really hard look at my own self in all of that. I'm like, oh, right? No one really wants to look at their own shadows. But trust me when I say with the earth here at the gate of patterns, it is a great time to look at what are the common denominators, well, you are the common denominator, but what are the repeating patterns that you're experiencing? Because this might be a great time for you to be able to let that pattern go, right? To thank it, bless it for the experience, for what it's shot, shown you, how you've grown because of it. And then thank you very much because now I can align myself in a new direction, in a new relationship, in a new place, in a new 
thought process, right? Whatever that is, right? So blessings, blessings, blessings. And then I, 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 I always like to look at the Sabian symbols. So I have my little trusty Dane Root, your astrological mandala, but you can also do this on websites, right? Uh, uh, what is her name? Her name will come to me uh, where there's a website, Linda, is it Linda something? Uh, a website that you just Google Sabian symbols, S-A-B-I-A-N, Sabian symbols. And you can enter in any degree of the astrological chart and you can come back with a meaning. So I checked my little handy dandy reference guide there to get what this solar eclipse was all about. And here was the keynote. A woman watering flowers in her garden. And the meaning behind all of that was about cultivation. So here we have a solar eclipse starting something new because it's a new moon. A solar eclipse only happens at a new moon. We've planted a seed, right? And now it's time for cultivating the growth of that seed. Not digging it up to see, oh, are you are you sprouting yet? Because now we're killing the seed, right? We want to keep the seed planted. We don't want to keep digging it up and see, oh, how is it coming along? We just want to keep cultivating the things that we want, our desires, right? We want to keep cultivating what it is that's showing up. And part of that cultivation is gratitude, right? Part, part of that cultivation is suspending doubt, right? Part of that cultivation is realigning with what the intention is. Every time you hear your mind start to say, that isn't happening. How come it's taking so long? Oh my God, I'm never going to get what I want. Realign with what you want, right? What is the intention? Uh, if I want financial abundance, then I'm going to start aligning with financial abundance, even if I'm not seeing it happen. And more importantly, perhaps, I'm going to take the steps that lead me to that. If I planted seeds, but never watered them, they would might not grow. They might just die or they might sprout and then just wither away, right? We have the cultivation part, which means taking care, pulling the weeds from the garden once the flowers really start to bloom. So if this is a really key to this solar eclipse is being able to be in the cultivation, which means being aligned with, which be, means being grateful for the experiences. Now, why this is a powerful solar eclipse is because it aligns with our north node, the transiting north node. It might not align with your personal north node, but if, if we look at the collective uh, at this moment, this aligns with the north node. And the north node represents our destiny, right? Our life path trajectory, our collective path of trajectory or our uh, path of destiny. So we're getting pushed out of, if you will, what is this, you know, getting pushed out of our comfort zones. We're getting pushed out there to embrace what is possible versus what we see has happened, right? Rather than embracing a pattern that is repeating that we don't want to have in our lives, we're embracing the what if, what if I did it this way? What if this helps me to see myself more clearly. What if, right? What if, what are the possibilities? What more is possible, right? This could be very initiating energy for all of us as the sun and moon align within about three and a half, four degrees of Uranus, the great awakener, right? Uranus wants liberation. He wants us to wake up, 
to rebel against the constraints that we've built for ourselves or even the restraints that don't make sense to us anymore and to initiate movement uh, that is freedom for each of us, right? To step into our next great idea or our next great opportunity, our next great relationship, our next great healing, you can fill in the blanks, right? So the new moon sitting with Uranus can be bring some unexpected good news. It can bring something marvelous to us. It can also be disruptive. So I just want you to know that I'm not being Pollyanna here and saying it's all good and fairies and fairy dust and fairy godmothers. It might bring something startling to you that you have to work through, maybe a relationship breakup. I mean, I'm not saying that's what it's going to be, but look for the, the gold in that if that is what happens, right? So if something unexpected comes to you, that's not particularly something we would think of as positive, look for the blessing in it. Look for the blessing in it, okay? Um, and be ready to step into your own power and to step into your own truth as you go forward here. Now, there's a big lesson in all of this for all of us. Of course, there always is, right? And the lesson here is to learn to allow what you truly deserve into your life, not what you think you deserve because you've done something bad or you've not been a good friend or you haven't, you know, built your business as big as you thought you'd have to make it to, to be, you know, worthy of, of being out there in the world. No, you truly deserve everything your heart's desires because you are a divine being, because you are a divine being sitting in a human experience that is here to experience all that is out there, all the good, sometimes all the bad too. But the bad can be a way for you to look at, hmm, that's not what I want. <laughs> I want to move over here, right? So again, learn to allow what you truly deserve into your life and not what you think you deserve. Unless, of course, you think you deserve it all. <laughs> if you think you deserve it all, then go for it, right? Water your garden. Water your garden. Whatever that is. The, the, the thing that you're starting, your, um, your relationships, your financial relationship, your health, uh, your career, uh, yourself, right? And I'm, I'm kind of thinking about like, what houses might this be in, in a chart? It could be in 12 different places, right? So it might be nurturing your soul. It might be nurturing your friendships or your um, uh, networks of friends. It might be nurturing your own creative energies, wherever the solar eclipse is in your natal chart, which would be wherever Taurus is in your natal chart by house is going to tell you where uh, this potential uh, new beginning is happening. Don't rationalize why things are the way they are. Don't say, yeah, well, I don't have, you know, COVID shut down a lot of things that I had to do. I couldn't go where I wanted to go. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And that's why I am where I am. No, you don't want to rationalize. Yes, that may be true, right? I'm not going to say that's not true. It, it may be true that COVID affected you or many different things that we use as excuses, right? The, the reasons why that we rationalize where we are, why we can't do or why we can't be or blah, blah, blah. But we don't want to do that now. This is not no rationalizing of what has been we want to see the blessings in what has been and how it has allowed us the space, the time, the preparation to go where we want to go. 
And we want to find, live, and be grateful for all of the blessings, even the ones that come in disguise, right? The blessings in disguise. So very, very powerful solar eclipse new moon. We also have as another helpful little side benefit in this uh, coming together of the sun and moon, uh, a coming together of Jupiter and Venus, the two benefic planets out of all of the planets out there, these two coming together, Jupiter fortune, right? The, the awareness of growth and evolution and conscious awareness and Venus that brings us money or brings us relationships coming together like this. Uh, I looked up the degree. These are at 27 degrees, 57 or 56 minutes during the new moon. Like literally they are on top of one another. And it represents from the uh, astrological mandala or the Sabian symbols, a fertile garden under the full moon reveals a variety of full grown vegetables. I love the garden um, uh, metaphors because the gardens are so, so much like our own lives, planting seeds, watching them grow, nurturing their growth, and then reaping the abundance. That is the key that Jupiter and Venus bring us. The key word for that placement was abundance. So then I looked at, well, what gate is it in, right? Astro design. We, we know the astrology. Where's the human design gate, right? Aha. And that was gate 36. And that puts it very close still to Neptune. Neptune is at 36, uh, gate 36, and is also at 24 degrees of Pisces, where Venus and Jupiter are at 27. So that's still a pretty close conjunction of those three bodies. And what do you suppose the gate 36 brings? Miracles. Miracles. This is a gate that brings us miracles. It's the ability to hold a vision or an intention and sustain it by aligning our heads, our hearts, and our emotions with it until it manifests. And, and manifesting is often about right timing, which is not in our realm. That is the realm of spirit or God or source. So our job is to align with what we want right? Holding that vision, holding that intention and being able to sustain it by taking guided action when it shows up, when the next step is revealed to us by even when we see it's not happening, being aligned with the intention, right? And waiting until it manifests, holding that space for that to manifest. The emotional alignment to the intention is what drives and feeds the miracle right? So if you're saying, I want XYZ. And while I'm saying I want it, I'm setting a powerful intention. Uh, I can feel it, I can taste it, I can touch it, I can hear it, I can smell it. That's what I want, right? But then the first sign that comes along that says you're not getting that, we move our attention back over here to the I'm not getting it. I'm not get. I can't see it, taste it, feel it, touch it, it isn't happening. We have to stay aligned, right? We have to stay aligned. And when we stay aligned in right timing, the universe will provide. And it might not always come the way you think it's going to come. So I always like to add at the end of an, an intention, this or something better, right? Because the universe has the bigger picture. I, you know, have a more limited view here from, you know, my perch on planet Earth. But the universe has something bigger. 
right? So it's that emotional alignment, staying uh, aligned with the feeling good, the blessings, the gratitude, the uh, love of what my life is going to look like when I have this, um, but this or something better. Staying with that alignment during this new moon solar eclipse is going to create miracles. I believe in miracles. I hope you do too. I believe that when we stay in alignment that we can move mountains, right? That all of the the things that we've used as stumbling blocks or self-sabotaging maneuvers or fears all fall away, right? They fall away. So this is a time we get to really be the truth of who we are. And I did mention that tomorrow during this new moon solar eclipse, the Pleiadian earth energy that started today with intuition, right? Intuiting where we are going then comes to evolving energy tomorrow, which is where new possibilities in response to what we allow or what we believe we can have happen, right? Changing our, uh, that just a little change can really bring us some powerful new directions, right? This is earthquake energy. I said that earlier in the broadcast, Kaban in the Mayan calendar was all about the earthquake, the earthquake that brings a shock, that reorganizes things, that, you know, crashes down the weakest things so that we can rebuild something more sustainable. So I'm not saying that literal, an earthquake for all of us, but evolving is about moving forward, right? Uh, and sometimes we have to move forward away from what's crashed and burned so that we can rebuild, so that we can reestablish, so that we can live in our right path of destiny. So that was a lot. Now, you might have noticed I ran the show a little bit differently this morning, and I did that with a purpose as one of the ahas I had this week about stupid things like number of listeners, etc., might be better served if I got to the content earlier in the broadcast and then spent the last five, 10 minutes of the show chatting with all of you and answering your questions. So I'm at that point now. So I'm at Lisa Lino. I feel the powerful energy of all of this and all of you beautiful beings have right now. I love when source goes big. I love that source goes big. And since you are of source, you go big. You go, girl. Um, okay. So I love you too, Lisa. And uh, this, she says, you are speaking my whole emotional pattern right now. I, you know, raise your hand out there if that's also a part of your experience right now. I, I know that a lot of you out there that are my friends that also have been listening to the show for a while are Taurus, right? You're Taurians and you are powerful manifestors. I always think of them as magical beings because when they truly get aligned with what they want, they just brook no argument, right? They stay aligned with that vision, with that intention, with that opportunity until it magically, like a miracle, appears. They have that gift. Now, if you're not a Taurus, don't, don't be sad because you have Taurus somewhere in your chart and that is the part of your life right now that's being highlighted, right? It's jump into the forefront. Wherever you have Taurus is where you have the miracle uh, energy to create where what you want, what you truly desire in your life. J-Lo says, I have eight walking miracles. My children, I love that. 
out. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's go back here. Hi, Tom says, uh, hang in there and you can watch the replay. Oh, okay. So somebody must have had to leave. Um, uh, okay. So I think what I want to do is uh, draw us a couple of cards. How about that? Let's see. It's about 10 till. And I'm going to go to our spirit animal deck because I haven't done this one in a bit. And I want to see what our spirit animal is going to be to guide us through this new moon window. Okay. And this is a support, right? A support, a, a trait perhaps that we want to embody more fully within us. And <laughs> beaver, beaver spirit says, lay a solid foundation. Card number six. And it was upside down. So we have a protection message. So let's take a look at what beaver means for us. Six. Let's get to that right place. Beaver spirit, lay a solid foundation. Beaver spirit has come to warn you to check for rotten wood in the foundations of your dreams. Perhaps you built your hopes on faulty promises or wishful thinking that something would work out just because you wanted it to. Maybe you made choices from a place of unworthiness, hoping that once you got what you desired, it would somehow change you and make everything better. And you had to face the truth that it didn't. Or beaver spirit may be telling you it is time to accept things as they are and perhaps consider abandoning the project relationship or situation so you can make room for something better. Perhaps you need to go back and rebuild a solid foundation because what you desire may not be in alignment with what your soul intends. That's happened before too. Beaver Spirit says you can always get busy and build something fresh and new if the desire is true. All manner of miracles can spring up from a new strong foundation when you remember your partnership with Spirit. Be clear about what you're building and why. Choose from a place of worthiness and wholeness and well-being. Self-understanding and acceptance will provide you with a solid blueprint to begin again. Get busy now. Spirit says, Beaver Spirit says that this is not a time to procrastinate, but a time to start building again. Always mindful of the foundation you are laying, trusting that Spirit is co-creating with you. Well, I think this is Pluto turning retrograde, the moon closing out its cycle with Aries and about to go into the new cycle of a solar eclipse in Taurus, all in one neat little card. I think it is just amazingly, I, I mean, even the word miracle <laughs> was in there, right? Miracle, uh, all of that. Uh, so now let's take a look at another card. I wanted to pull us a wisdom of the Oracle card. Uh, both of these decks, by the way, are by Colette Baron-Reed, and they are all available on Amazon, and they're not that expensive. Oracle cards are, you know, a fairly inexpensive way to help you, us all, to stay aligned with our higher selves. And I got the card Higher Power, which was also upside down, and this one's kind of hard to see. It's very etheric, but you can just see a little being in there. Um, you know, a little angel, an angelic being, and higher power, card number four, building a foundation on your higher power, perhaps. That was also upside down, so it's a protection message. 
And the essential meaning of this card is to have conscious contact with your higher power, the presence of the divine, seeing source energy in all things, committing to a partnership with spirit. Now is the time to examine what you are giving energy and attention to in the back of your mind. If you're obsessing about being right, about old resentments or failed expectations, about money or about any other people, places or things, these will be the source from which you create. But you want spirit to be your source. So take heart for your higher power will never desert you and is always waiting for you to remember the sacred partnership you share. Turn away from other sources of power that don't serve your highest good. There is no greater source than spirit. You can always surrender your troubles and trust that they will be taken care of. You are in good hands. Higher power. I think those are two great cards taking us into uh, the energy of the solar eclipse tomorrow. All right. Uh, that is pretty much it for me today. Uh, I also want to remind you all that I am still offering out uh, the soul alignment readings at the uh, lower price. I'm going to get the link and pot, post it here for everybody. But also, if you are watching the video on YouTube, in the description below the video is the link. So you can go there and uh, get that uh, link to sign up for that. And as well, today, likely at some point, I'm actually going to have it available on my uh, website I've been dawdling with that because I, I was waiting for the best, superest graphic and uh, Asa did that for me. So I now have the tools to be able to put that up there for everybody. And what I'm finding with this reading, as I've done it with uh, several people so far, is that it's truth. And that is a truth that people readily align with. As soon as I say it to them, they're like, I knew this, right? So it's a great reminder of your soul's gifts. If you want to know why it is things might be going wrong for you or why it is you can't quite complete what you think of as your soul purpose, you might not have alignment with it, right? You might be aligned in the negative polarity of that energy, and aligning with that negative polarity of that energy over time leads to the dysfunction of that energy and you moving further away from abundance in your life rather than moving toward it. So click that link and you'll be able to schedule that with me and we can get you some clarity on what your true life purpose, what are your gifts, how can you align, what might be standing in the way of you getting to uh, the shiny part of yourself. All right. Uh, let's see, Natasha, my personal blessings is I'm doing two property blessings and alignings in the midst of this new moon. I love that. Great idea. Good for you, Natasha. Tom, Beaver is a storyteller teaching you to live your dream. American Indian totem animal for Taurus. The beaver is the grand totem of Canada. I love that, Tom. Thank you for sharing that. I had no idea that beaver was associated with Taurus. It makes perfect sense to me, though, right? Makes perfect sense. Uh, all right, everybody. That is it for me today. I just want to tell you ahead of time, next week, I will be with you on Monday for our normal take a look ahead at the week. On Wednesday, Tam Veyu from the Energy Almanac will be joining me for a Wednesday broadcast to look ahead at everything May. 
Can you believe it? We're going into May. And then I will also be with you on Friday. So take care, everybody. Enjoy the solar eclipse. Keep your mind, heart, and emotions focused on what you want, not on what you don't want. All right. Bye for now.